Hi, and welcome to Transparent with Tina. I am Tina Marks, your host. Before I announce my guest today, I just want to let you know, being completely transparent, that we had some technical difficulties on this interview. Um, And as most of you know, I do my introduction after my interviews, just so I get a better handle on the person, the interview. So if there's anything else I want to add in the intro, um, I can add that. So um, what I want to add is that when we did our interview at the end, when when we we um, when I stopped the recording, um, he had said to me, you know, Tina, you were cutting in and out at the end. So I did have to cut out a portion at the end. So when you don't hear me saying goodbye to my guests, it's not that I didn't say goodbye. It's just we had to have that edited out because you couldn't hear me and, and it wouldn't make any sense. Um, the other thing is, is um, as you're going to see, we start talking about the fact that he had just got a microphone for this interview and how important it is um, for sound on your podcast. And um, I realized at the end of the interview, I did not have my microphone plugged in, which means my um, my sound is not that great on my end. So just a heads up. Anyway, this, I was going to, listen, I was going to re-record this interview, but you know what? I just thought it couldn't be replicated. It came out so perfect the way it was. It is an amazing interview. My guest today went from living on the streets at 15 years old to building a multi-million dollar business. I can't wait for you to hear how he did it. Up next, Elliot Martinez. Welcome, Elliot. It's so good to see you. And thank you so much for being so flexible. I know I've kind of changed the date and the time a couple times with you. And you're actually you're actually coming to us from uh, New York, right? Yeah, yeah, Tina. How are you doing? Great. Thank you I'm so doing much for having great. me. Yeah. You, and you know what? I, it's funny because we got on here before I hit record. And I'm like, you're in New York in a hotel room. You got a microphone. He's like, well, I did what you told me to do. You said it had to sound good. So I had my secretary bring the microphone. You, you, you recommended a podcast mic. So I had it to do it. I was like, hey, just whatever you do. I told her, I said, once you get there, make sure that podcast mic is hooked up. <laughs> and you, you've got a podcast. Uh, you're, you're, you've got a podcast too, right? Well, I'm starting a podcast. It's coming out in the summer. It's called Inspire Noya. And, um, Say it again slowly. Inspire Inoya. And that's right. Inspire yeah. Inoya. And tell everybody because you had on your um, guest appearance form, tell them what Inoya means because that's also your Instagram page. Inspire so it Inoya. means beautiful thinking and a well balanced mind. So the concept comes, the concept of it comes behind Proverbs as a person thinketh, so is he. So you know if you can get people to start changing the way they think. Then you can start doing them. Absolutely, that was that was one of my mom's favorites favorite quotes. She had a lot of them. She had a lot of them, mm-hmm. and um, such a pleasure to have you here. So, listen, I know that you are a real estate investor and been a part of a um, hundred million dollar plus deals. Okay, yeah. but before that, okay, there's I always like to start with people's backstory to find out how they found their purpose and some of the challenges that you've been through to get where you are. And I know that you'd written, um, you know, answered some of your questions that your mom had kicked you out of the house when you were like just 15 years old. 15 right? years old. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was trying to be in the streets and then my mom um, kicked me out and I was, you know, homeless for a little bit. And then um, it was, 
it ended up being a blessing. At the time, it wasn't. I had so much grudge on her. I couldn't stand her. I hated her for many years. Until, um, as because, I grew older. because she kicked you out? Is that why you hated her? Correct. She didn't just kick me out. So it's crazy as eight of us. She had eight of us. But she kicked oh. my older sister out, my older brother out. She kicked me out. So, you know, it was it was tough. It was, was really that, tough. Was that a matter? Was it like you were doing something wrong or you were disobeying or you're getting in trouble? Or was it more a matter well, of I, was, I can't yeah. afford to feed you? No, same thing. I was, I was really bad at disobeying. I wasn't the... Well, you know, being the person I should have been. No, for sure. And was yeah. your mom a single mom? No, she actually, when I hit 15 and she kicked me out, her and my dad separated. But we grew up, the thing was, my older brother, he was like always in the streets in New York, very wild out. And, you know, when I was growing up, I wanted to be like him, a tough guy, a wise guy. And then by the time she kicked me out, her and my dad was already separated. Okay, and where in the line of children of eight were you? Were you like I'm number five? You're number five, so you're yeah. closer to being the younger one. Okay, so was that devastating for you, or did you did you you mean you said you already kind of wanted to run the streets, so you kind of had that street life? Um, did you have street smarts at that point? A little bit, yeah, yeah. You learn a lot. You learn a little bit in the streets. I did, and yeah. then what ended up happening after she kicked me out was it was all survival mode. From then, you know, I, I know what it is to be homeless, sleep in the car. Um, I used to buy two gallons of water on um, one gallon or go to like a 7-Eleven and then one gallon of water to wet myself, then the bar soap and then the other gallon of water for, for the soap will come out and then get dressed up again and leave the public restroom or, or oh, was I was say, where, where did you do this in the in the bathroom? Yeah, in the bathroom. It was, it was a, or sometimes there was this pastor who was generous who would let us use the church to, to take a quick shower. Okay, so how, how long how long did that go on for, that you were like pretty much living in, in the streets? It went on for a little bit until my dad found out. My dad didn't know because my mom and dad had no communication. And at that time, my, my mom did a restraining order on him. So he couldn't talk to us. Now, once my dad found out, it was different. I went with him for a little bit and then um, got married pretty young and then um, started getting three jobs and just worked did my best I can do to survive. Okay, so your dad didn't know that she had kicked you out. No, no, not at all. Oh, so no. when he found no. out, so then what happened when he found out? He just, he like what well, any dad did. Then I ended up living with him, right, for a while. But oh, the yeah. thing was, my dad didn't know, but my mom was always a work-home mom. So my dad was paying the bills, but he didn't know my mom kicked me out. Interesting. Okay, yeah. so then he took you in, and then, then what happened? How did your life change after that? When my dad took me in, I think my life really changes. Once I was homeless, then my dad lost the house. And then we had to uh, sleep in the car. And we, um, we slept in this car. And then we would go at night to this infested flea house to take showers. But then the fleas was eating us up alive. So the, it was, was crazy. Eating, what was eating you up? The fleas. All these oh, fleas. The fleas. Yeah, the fleas was just eating us up. So it was a festive fleas, no electricity in this house, but it was the only place we can take a shower. Um, it was a tough few months, you know. And then my other brother was living with my mom, and he was like, oh, I want to live with you guys. Had no idea we're living in the car. He had no idea. So he comes out, and um, he's like, no, I'm living with you guys. He packs his clothes. He puts it in the trunk, notice all our clothes is there. And then 
we will rotate. So um, the front two seats, you know how it goes back? Yeah. So we'll rotate the first two seats to go back and then somebody sleeps in the back seat sideways, you know? Right. So every other day we'll rotate. Then after a while I said, this sucks. And then he went back with my mom, but then my dad got back on his feet. I was gonna say I, I'm surprised he even decided to do that for one night when he when he when he found out you guys were living in the car. Yeah, you know, ego. I guess it was ego. You know, it was real ego. Right. So then your dad got back on, now. And how old were you at this time? 16, 17? Around there, yeah, 16, 17. So let me ask you a question. Did where where was school and all this? Nothing. So when my mom kicked me out and my dad didn't know, I didn't. I, I stopped going to school. And I dropped out. Yeah, I dropped out. What were you, a sophomore then? Yeah, I was a sophomore. 10th grade, yeah. Okay, all right. And then did you ever go back to school? No, never did. Never did. Okay. So I got a job. You got a job. Tell us what tell, tell us what your job was, your first job. Well, my first job was around 14. I worked for Levi's on the okay. books, favorite jeans. Uh-huh. And then um, from there... When I dropped out, I just started getting jobs. I, I would have two, three jobs, work overnight at McDonald's in the morning, you know, work at Banana Republic as in the stock room. And then during the day, I worked at a place called Rack Room Shoes. Okay. All right. So I had three jobs. Yeah. Three jobs. And then when did things start to change for you? And, and, and how, how was your attitude at this point? I mean, you know, three jobs. That, that Awful. I was bitter. I was bitter, awful, very negative. I'm surprised I have friends, to be honest, Tina. You're surprised you had friends then or now? Friends then. Then, then. because okay. Yeah, because the person I was, was, it was awful. It was just bad. I was always negative, you know? And I'm very bitter at my mom. Is this because your mom kicked you out, or is there something other than that? Oh, more stuff in life. My mom kicked me out, what I've been through, what, what was going on in my life, you know? You know, even it affect me when my mom and dad split because, you know, all, all these years you used to see your mom and dad together, then they split and both of them, they just changed dramatically, you know, as people, as persons. Yeah. So it, it was very hurtful and had all that resentment. I didn't know how to let it go at the time. Yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. So then when did things start to turn around for you? And so I, was- I, I, I got a job at leasing apartments. You started leasing, leasing apartments? apartments? Yeah, I was leasing apartments. Okay, and? And when I got this job, I lied because when you lease apartments, it says, do you have a high school diploma? So I said, man, I can sell. So I just said, yeah, yeah, I put, I put yes. Because most jobs will never ask you for your high school diploma. Maybe your college degree, but not the high school diploma. Part. Right, yeah. But I said yes, and I lied, and I, I became a pretty good rock star. I was leasing good, like I was a good leaser. I would just rent apartments, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I call them my two guardian angels. I'm going to withhold their names, but they, there was a prominent um, wealthy family in New York. They sold a, a property here and then they started buying properties elsewhere, Florida, all over. And they bought my property. And they that bought was a, what, what property? My building, my apartment community that I was leasing apartments at. Oh, they bought the building. Okay, I see. Yes, right. they bought uh-huh. it. They bought uh-huh. the building. So now they're my owners. Yes. And then they started teaching me a little bit about the business, about investments and then developing and apartments, why they like it so much, because somebody always needs a place to live and not yes. everybody can always afford a home. Okay. Is that, is that, did you feel like you like really locked into your purpose at that point? 
No, not really. Not really. I just, I was just so grateful when I leased apartments that I could make ends meet. Because when you rent out apartments, you get a 20% discount and you don't got to give no deposit. So I had an apartment and I was getting on my feet. I can eat, you know, I can pay my bills, got my first car, you know, like that I can, uh, that I paid for myself. So I was just so happy to just so grateful just to make ends meet at that time. Okay. Right. And so were these people like a mentor? Cause I know you had mentioned men- mentors in your own um, guest appearance form too, that you, yeah. you had, yeah. um, was this your first, you said your first mentor changed your life. Bob Harrow. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, was that the, this, this, this person? No, it wasn't that person, but the guy who changed my life is a very, um, he's a wealthy individual. Okay. And, um, basically we was eating one day how we, you know, he knows all these prominent people, um, they own banks, you know, they do real estate and I'm eating with them one day. And um, how, you said, even, how did you even meet him? So one of the, so one of the other apartment communities I own, I mean, I, I was leasing that he yeah. was the owner. He was one okay. of the owners. Okay. And then the, the, the other owner owned the management company. So I worked for the management company. Okay. And he will come in and out, but our property manager was so scared that every time the three owners would come, he was like, don't talk to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And then one time I went to the management company and the executive set, um, assistant told me, oh, if you want to learn real estate, you got to learn Bob Harrow. You got to get to know him. So when I got to know him, you know, developing the relationship, I'm like, wow, this guy's wealthy. I told him, hey, I want to learn from you. And I, you know, was hungry. Anyways, how, how, you, how, how old were you then, Elliot? I was like 22, 23. Okay, okay. Them. All right. Yeah. And yeah. his reaction was, yeah, of course, I'll very, help you. Very generous. Very generous with his time um, that he would give me to always teach me wisdom and stuff like that. And then I still was in the apartment building um, industry. I went to another company. And then the two guardian angels, I call them my two guardian angels, the prominent family from New York, they bought my building. Yeah, and yeah. then after they bought my building, they told me to go to the investment component of it. And once I did the investment component, I did a great deal. And I was like, wow, this is better than just going nine to five. I'll stay in this alley. Okay. Tell uh, us what that looks like. Cause when you say you did an investment deal, I mean, most of us are like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So basically um, th- there's a lot of groups out there. They look for properties to build apartment homes, right? That's what okay. developers do. Okay. So what I did was I, I found a piece of land and these um, wealthy individuals, they, they liked the, the site because it was a very up and coming neighborhood. Um, they bought the site and they built apartment homes there. And um, when the deal closed, once they bought the site, I did a six figure deal and I was like, wow, this is easy. You get a six figure check is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Six off, figure check. That yeah. one deal. Forgive me. I don't have my education. I don't have that college degree. No, I just want you no, know, I just want everybody to be clear yeah. on following your story. So yeah. so on um, what that one deal by finding the piece of land for them to build the apartment building, yeah, you got a paycheck of a hundred thousand dollars. More than that, but um yeah, it was a six figure check. And that's all you did was find the land for them? Yeah, yeah, because the problem is they have all this money, but a lot of them don't have time. To go find the land. Of right. course. Uh, and some of them, they do have the employees who look for land and stuff like that. But most of them don't have time to do it. 
because you know they just focus on so many other projects. So the guys on the fields build a network to find those deals for them. Right. Now, did you go to real estate school? I mean, did you, or would you just learn all this just by them, doing them. Yeah, just by them. doing yeah. Okay. And is that what you're doing? That's what you're doing to this day is you're still, you're going and finding the land for the investors to build these multi-million dollar buildings. Yes. Um, typically the, the, the minimum project is for most of these projects are minimum $50 million. But uh, what I'm doing these days, actually, is I'm actually going for my dreams. So I want to be a developer. So right now I am in the process of um, trying to gather up the rest of the funding because we're going to build 254 apartment homes. Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Is that your, that's going to be, that's going to be your baby. The first time. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. My first baby. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. Can I ask how old you are? Elliot? I'm 33, 33, 33. And you're going to be doing accomplishing that at 33. Yeah. I applaud you. I salute you. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, one, like I said, one of the things that you would also answer when I asked you what motivated you, you said is inspiring others to fulfill their dreams. Correct. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what Bob Harrell did for me, you know? I looked at him, here comes a very wealthy individual, very rich guy, very generous. And I said, we're eating lunch. And I said, Bob, I don't have a high school diploma. And he looked at me, he said, I don't have a high school diploma either. And then he told me his story when he was 15, he didn't like school. So his dad told him, if you're not going to go to school, you're going to work the farm because he comes from a farm background. Mm -hmm. and he did well off you know but the minute bob told me that all he told me was hey you have no excuse to accomplish whatever you put your heart after right so yeah. when you you know it's interesting because you know i i recognize that a lot of the most successful people that i've ever met came from nothing and a lot of times no education and you know what it's it's so stressed to us in, in society that you have to have the education and, uh, you know, and so I think, do you, do you feel like because of what you went through by being on the streets, by being homeless, all the hardships that you had, the divorce and everything else, do you think that actually propelled you forward? In actually, I agree. Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. I mean, so like, for example, if you had a very, you know, easy life, you might not have been as hungry because maybe that like the first thought is actually just getting shelter and a car and what normal people take for granted, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and so, it makes you a little bit fearless as well. Like everybody has fears, right? It's how we manage it, but not having enough, almost dying a few times in my life, you know, I'm like, what I got to lose. So you go after it, you do your best. Can yeah. you share a story of a time that you almost lost your life? Um, okay. Yeah, the one time there was this drunk driver and um, I was driving downtown. And um, as he's, he's, he's in the other side, he almost hit me. And when I look, I moved and I felt bad because he didn't hit me, but he hit the car in back of me. Mm -hmm. And they hit head-on collision, you know? And then I was like, man, I, I could have died there. Or when I was trying to run the streets, I got caught up in like... Uh, Back then, they it was a certain gang. I, I rather withhold the name, but one of the guys, um, he pulled out a gun at me, and then thank God there was a guy in the corner who knew 
um, both our older brothers and then pushed him and said, nah, nobody's dying tonight. And then, but the guy who pushed him was a pretty well-respected drug dealer. Yeah. So none of us was there to disrespect him either. But um, that was like probably one of the times that I said, you know, here's a gun pointed at me. I'm just looking at the gun maybe for four or five seconds, but my whole life passed me by. This podcast is brought to you by Danette May and Mindful Health LLC, featuring Danette May's top superfood product from her Earth Echo Foods line, Cacao Bliss. Nothing feels better than being able to enjoy rich, smooth, creamy chocolate and knowing you're doing something great for your body. It starts with 100% organic cacao beans that are naturally kissed by the sun, maintaining its miraculous health benefits. It's then blended with turmeric, MCT oil, coconut, Himalayan sea salt, cinnamon, and black pepper for the perfect blend to make you feel your best. The result? Fall in love with a truly decadent, healthy, guilt-free chocolate, removing cravings, facilitating weight loss, boosting your energy, and reducing inflammation with one simple drink. Not only that, it's friendly to paleo, gluten-free, keto, vegan, and vegetarian diets. For the last eight years, Earth Echo Foods has been a leader in the superfoods market and are proud to have served millions of customers worldwide. Use the code TRANSPARENT and receive 15% off your purchase today. Go to earthechofoods.com forward slash transparent with Tina. Okay. And, and you know, you, you said also something about this. You accept the fact that you can be fearful in your life, right? So how do you, how do you deal with fear? If you, if, you, if you start to feel fear, is there any tools or anything elegant that you use to get yourself out of fear? Yeah, actually what I do is I try to make it simple and, and say, if um, there's, there's a famous quote that people say, you know, um, they say, uh, what was that quote? It was, learn like you're going to learn for the, forever, but then live like you're going to die tomorrow. Oh, I like that. I like that. Right? Okay. So you always got to be a student, always learning, but then you got to act like tomorrow's not promised. And what, what helps me out was, I, I don't like to talk too much about it, but uh, when they murdered my brother, they murdered my older brother in, in the Bronx. They and murdered your brother? Your brother was yeah. murdered? Yeah, okay. nine times. Nine, they shot him. So when they murdered him, I remember coming from... Um, I, I was in Miami at the time and we all flew up for the funeral, you know, and all that stuff. And my brother was only 37 years old at the time. And I said, you know, like all this stuff goes through your head. You're like, what I'm doing with my life? Like, am I'm living my dreams, my purpose, my destiny. Of course we all have fear, but I was like, man, tomorrow's not promise. Let, let me do it today. At least so tonight when I fall asleep, I can say to myself, I did the best I could today and I'm a step closer for tomorrow. So that's, that's, more, that's how I try to manage it. I fear. love that, Elliot. I love that. And, you know, I think that's the, you know, it's, it's funny because this year has been the year for me to go, I'm not wasting any more time. Something about turning 58 that I just went now or never. I mean, you know, I, I shared with, um, I, I think I shared last week, you know, that I'm making a move and I shared with you earlier when we were talking, I'm, I'm taking it a second place in Newport. I've been wanting to do it for two years and I'm like now or never, you know, and just say yes and, and figure out the rest later. And the learning, I love that because, you know, they say that the happiest people are the people that are learning something every single day, you know, yeah. 
yeah, when you get when you get uh, depressed or anything, you know, it's usually because you become stagnant, you become too complacent. But you know what? It and, and, and that all these sayings are there for a reason. Like the more you do, the more you can do. The more you do, the more you want to do. That's what I'm I'm experiencing. The more I do, the more I want to do. Whereas the, my other mindsets would have been like trying to figure out how I could get through the day without doing the least amount uh, that I could do. And yeah. I would never been more miserable in my life when I lived my life that way. And now it's just action, 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 emotion. But at the same time, and I want people to get this because before I was rushing through life and I was yeah. filled with anxiety, never thinking I could get it all done. At the end of the day, it was like, thank God I got it done. And now I am getting twice as much done, not rushing, not, not stressed out, not feeling anxiety because I have this, I have sincerely surrendered to God in the universe that yeah. it will all get done. So I don't need to rush. I mean, the only reason I felt like I needed to rush is because I felt like I was doing this all by myself. But now that I feel like I'm co-creating with God, so to speak, you know, that he's got my back. Um, I, I, it's just an, an experience I've never, ever had before. And I've never been in a, in a happier place. And I know that you had mentioned that, that you were a very, um, when you said you didn't have any friends and you also said that you treated women poorly because you didn't love Awful. yourself. And Correct. what was that turning point for you? Because I know it had to do with, with God, right? Oh my goodness. You, you know what, to be honest, I feel bad for all my some of my exes, I feel so bad. I, I was an awful guy, you know, mm -hmm. but it was all inward, you know, and, and sometimes we forget, you know, it's it, how important it is to surround yourself, not only with good people, but like you say, it's just baby steps, you know, people get frustrated, baby steps. So I thought I had to change in one day, you know, and every time I try to change in one day, I still will become the rotten guy I was. You know, I love that you said that that's kind of going hand in hand. Right. So, so why is that? Why do you think that is? If you try and change in one day, you become, you go back to the rotten guy. Be because it's, it's, you're setting yourself up with false expectations. You know, here you are, you're this rotten guy all these years. And in one day you can't, it's like what the Bible says, whatever you sow, you reap. You can't yeah. be sowing a lot of crap and think you're going to reap gold. And then thinking one day you're getting the pile of gold. You have to start in baby steps, buy one piece of gold, get a second piece of gold and start, start you know, change the shift from investing into crap to investing into gold. And people don't know that, that those golden nuggets could be loving yourself, uh, spending time and um, eating healthier, you know? Yes. All those little steps add up. But sometimes we get so caught up, like you said, when we're anxious, we want to change in one day that we forget the process to enjoy the process. That, that's it, Elliot. That was exactly what I was just going to say. It's enjoying the process. Because the Correct. way I used to look at it is like, like, okay, I want to get, I'm here, I want to get there, but I don't want to do any of the stuff in between. Gotcha. You know I, mean? I, yes. just, I, I just want to make it. I just want, you know, what I want. And it's like now... I'm learning to enjoy the process. Like I said, I'm moving in a week, you know, the, me a, a, a year or two, even, even a year ago, definitely two years ago, I would have looked like this. Okay. I have three weeks to do this or two weeks to do. It. I would have dreaded the whole entire thing. Yeah. Taking out the furniture, been stressed out. And now I'm like, wow, I am creating a whole new household. How lucky am I? As opposed right. to, 
I've got to do this. And then I wouldn't relax until I got there. And now I'm like, you know what? I'm how much of my life did I give away by living like that? I mean, I gave away my life. I gave, I, I, I stressed my body out and I'm paying for it right now. I'm going through gut issues. And I know that that's a lot of the problem because of all the stress and anxiety that I put on my poor body. And I look at it like yeah. that. And I go, wow. You know, and people really have to realize that because I think most people are living their lives like that. It's, it's actually awful, but it's like, like you said, the process is, is the, look, the butterfly and the rose is not the most beautiful part of the process. It's just the end result of the process. Yes. You no. Know? So even before any, any flower comes out of the seed, it has to be pressure. The seed has to feel the pressure so it can flourish and be the best version of yourself. And sometimes life gives us good pressures, but then sometimes we put pressures on ourselves that's not needed. You know? Absolutely. 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 Yeah. And so like for me every day, I've shared this, I have a morning routine that I do a, a journal, a gratitude list, affirmations. I meditate. I mean, I, and, and that's what gets me straight for the day. And then I set intentions of what I really need to get done that day or want to get done that day to push the needle forward. Is there any kind of morning routine that you do Elliot on a daily, you know, consistent basis that helps you move your move the needle forward and getting getting you closer to your dreams or so the first three things i do is abide my first thing is always abide so uh, you know abide abide with god so okay. in the morning i um the first hour of my day I, i'm never on technology or my phone i Love really it. just clear my head try to connect people would say the universe i say you know god jesus mm -hmm. and i just try to connect with god and then see what he asked for me. Because sometimes we lose, we get so caught up in all our dreams and goals that we lose perspective of ourselves and the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. So I always try to ground myself with the creator. And then the second thing I do is I meditate. And then I meditate, but I meditate on thinking of what is it that I want to create? Because we're made out of his image. And he's a creator, so we're creators. That's what I'm saying, co-creating, right? Yes. Co-creating with God. And you know, it, and the third thing I do real quick is affirmations, just like you. I say you affirmations. The affirmations too. I mean, yes. besides working it, out, doesn't it make sense that we're here? God put us on this earth, and I I heard this saying a long time ago. Um, God's gift to you is is life. Our gift back to God is to create. Correct. Agree That's 100%. what he wants us to do. He wants us to create and serve and serve one another. Right? Well, th that, that's exactly why I started my podcast, because what I learned was I, my, the more, the four reasons we say is love, lead, inspire, and serve. Love yourself, because once you can love yourself, you can lead others. And then once you lead others, your job is to inspire them. And then inspire, after you inspire them, you serve them with your gifts. God gave everybody gifts that they can serve the world and that's how you get paid for whether it's financial or whether it's with love it's all serving once you serve others it always comes back absolutely Elliot. whether it's good or bad though yes exactly exactly because you know there's the yin and the yang and that's the other thing you know and i want people to get this too because you know because i do i do i do set intentions for the day every day but I also, the first thing that I, that comes out of my mouth in the morning is God, how do I best serve today? 
So it's wow. one thing, you know, to have it's me to want what I want, but it's always use me to do your work because, you know, <laughs> things that I think I want, if it's not in God's will, it's not going to happen. And I'm yeah. that's what I'm talking about the surrendering to. Surrender is right. I agree with you. Surrender is very important because this is what happens when you surrender. Actually, then you become totally free. Totally free. Yeah, people that don't surrender, you're always fighting against the current. Exactly. When you surrender, it just becomes more smoother. It's easier. All that type of stuff. Yeah, you just don't. It's the opposite of resistance. Okay. And I used to resist anything that didn't go my way. Okay, I've been out with, without air conditioning for six days now. They, they came, they, this home warranty company, they came, they, they fixed it for two days. They said all I needed was Freon. Uh, I'm in the same boat again. I spent two, 40, two, an hour and a half on hold, never got through to them, had to do another work order. Anyway, the reason I'm telling you this story yeah. is that I would, like in the past, be throwing a tantrum, screaming, calling everybody I know, can you believe this is happening? And I sit there and I go, what a waste of energy. Yes. What a waste yeah. of energy. I can't that was the only, that was the only, I yeah. hated it. Angry, yeah. angry, right? Angry, why is this happening? And, you know. So what did you like, do? What was your perspective, your shift, Tina? When, when, what when was now that you're grateful. Um, the, in the surrendering, that just really happened this year, to be honest with you, Elliot. I don't, you know what? I've been, my relationship has gotten so tight with God that it was just the next natural. I, you can't surrender if you don't completely fit, um, put trust in something. Yes, agree. And I put, uh, I finally got it. You know, it's like I always had one toe in, one toe out. Yeah, I've always believed in God, but it was like I heard this expression through a friend of mine that said, God is everything or God is nothing. And I pondered on wow. that for years. I didn't That's understand good. what that meant. And what that means is, God is everything wow. when everything goes your way. But when things don't go your way, you know, then God is nothing. No, you can't choose. It's, it's He's everything or he's nothing. So if he's everything, like you were saying, either, you know, it was a blessing or a blessing to decide in disguise. What does that yeah. ultimately mean? That means that everything is a blessing. It's either, either get it right away or it takes a while for you to understand that it was a blessing. So kind of going on that too, I, if I that sunk in with me and I said, well, if that's true, then everything that happens in my life is a blessing. I just got to look. I've just got to look for the meaning behind it, or the lesson behind it, or how that can improve my life, or the improve the lives of others. See what I'm saying? So yeah. that's that's really what what kind of and you know ever since I've done it, so, and it's just a, a beautiful way to live because you can't really have a bad day. You you know no, you no, have, agree. some days are better than another, but they're not horrible. I used to be flat on the ground for days and depressed and, you know, because I couldn't get out. It's, it's called get out of your own way. You know, you're not doing Agreed. this by yourself, whether, whether you realize it or not, you're not doing this by yourself. You're doing this with God. So stop edging him out. And that's what the acronym for uh, ego is edging God out. I don't know if anybody's ever heard that, but it's true. I get never heard that. Out of the way. Right? I agree a hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. With you. We get in our own way sometimes, or sometimes we put all these fears that sometimes don't even exist. And you know that, Tina, yeah. you, you put all this fear and then you accomplish it and you was like, whoa, it's not that, it's not that bad, you know? And then also, what if, yeah. what if this happens? You know, I was listening to Joyce Meyer and she said, um, oh, I love her. I love, I listen to her every morning. She said, um, worry is like putting a down payment on a problem that's never 
probably going to even happen. And that's actually how people get in a crisis because they they play the same event and they had all the time. Yep. And the old me, that's what I used to do. I would play the same me event too. all the time. Every day you'd I'd wake up and not be grateful. I'd be like, oh, it's another day. Same old, same old. Now I'm like another day to make a difference. Another Come day on. to have opportunities to serve, to, you know, expand my life, expand the life of my son for my, for my listeners. Every, I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting. I mean, I mean, I'm just so turned on with life right now that it's like I'm overflowing. And it's, as I can see with you too. And that's why I'm attracting people like you. You know, yeah. talk about the law of attraction. You only attract wh- what you are. So, you know, this is why I'm doing this podcast. This is why you're starting your podcast. And, you know, there can't be enough people talking about this. There really can't. Oh, yeah, for sure. Agree. I live both sides and there's no comparison. The other way is really not living. It's existing. You're just existing if you're not living this way. But it's actually sad because, you, you know, a guy told me one time, he said, Elliot, when you die, your job is to die empty. And at the time when he told me that, I never got it. But then, the, but going back to that conversation, he tells me, hey, you know who's the best basketball player in the world? I love Michael Jordan. I'm like, Michael Jordan. He's like, no. It's the guy who died but didn't push himself to be the best basketball player, but we never heard about him, so he died with his gifts inside of him. The wow. books. Wow. Yeah, and, then, and then he's like telling me, Books that were never written from the best authors. Yeah. People who was never because they died with their gifts inside of them. Yeah. And then he yes. said, but when you die, Elliot, yeah. your job is to die empty. Every gift that God put inside of you to give you, it to the world. You, yes. Give it all oh, out. I so love that. Yeah. When I he told me that, that, it was such a shift. I was like, like you said, who do I get to bless today? Who do I get to give? Because, you know, most people want to hold their gifts because they want it for them. Oh, yeah. Be, well, because there's their fear that they're going to be taken away. Yeah. But your gifts was never meant for you. It was meant for others. I love it. Exactly. And it's just like money. Money is an exchange of energy. That's all Correct. it is. You know, Frequency. I mean, I learned a long time ago that every time I write a check, instead of the old me would be like, oh, God, I got to write this check. I mean, <laughs> now I'm like, I bless it. I'm yes. so thankful that I have the money to write this check. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And for somebody else's services. So it, it really, I mean, it's true. It's just like the energy, if you start hoarding things, then, you know, you're, you're actually choking the energy from coming to you. You're, you're choking it out. I mean, you think like you're saving and you're being practical and you're being responsible. You know, money is meant to be circulated. It's not meant to be hoarded. Correct. It's not, yeah. you know. I mean, we wouldn't have, uh, you know, a good economy if, if, if everybody, everybody parked their money. Exactly. Nobody would be spending money. Where would our economy be? Right. Kind of yeah. sidetracked here. No, well, no, no, but it's exactly what you says. Or going back to what we both said though, it's all ex- money is basically an exchange of service, right? Exactly. So, you know, you, let, you get your hair done. She provided service. You give her what you work for because you're in the coaching business you know so money all it is is it's it's serving people with the gifts you have and that's how you get paid and be rewarded right i mean think about the old days before there was currency there you know people would barter you know i you you know you have cows i need some milk i've got you know i've got vegetables let's barter exactly that's all it is and people need to look at that a little bit differently and if you know what you're not making ends meet 
and you want to be in a different place financially, first ask how you can serve. Listen. Meditation is a great way to, to hear the whisper of God. God will always direct you and guide you, but you got to get out of your own head first and actually get quiet enough to listen to where he's, he's trying to, to guide you to or away from. Agree 100%. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. any t- last takeaways, Elliot? I could go on forever with you, man. Yeah. I mean, I could be doing like a two-hour <laughs> interview with you. Ah, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, any- last takeaway will be to tell people that no matter where you are, just always be 1% better. You know, we forget the power of compound interest. And most people sometimes, like we said earlier, they want to change in one day or they want the environment changing one day. And I used to get frustrated when things don't come out my way. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning now, that like, okay, just let me get one step closer because you, like, you can never despise small beginnings. Yes. And, you know. Yes. yes. And, and that's what, with the little. And you know what? That goes hand in hand with, you know, doing one thing. And, and you know what? If, if you're hitting a roadblock, you know, uh, after care- careful evaluation, say maybe this is God trying to direct me in another direction, right? But just yeah. one step at a time and give yourself praise for everything that you do in moving forward every day. Don't and, be in such a rush. And, and I want to add something too. Sure. The roadblocks sometimes are God watering you because you see, without those obstacles in life, you can never be the best version of yourself. I you love obstacles. That. So, when people stop thinking about all oh, obstacles is problems, no obstacles are there to help you to grow. Thank you everybody for watching. I'm sure that you enjoyed this as much as I have. Um, thank you for joining us. And if you have not subscribed to my YouTube channel, please do. It's Tina Marks TV and we will see you next week.